time again? Yep, it's that time again. I am Zen, and this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast. The podcast all things about travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or figuring out what to pack for your next trip. With me today on a cold winter SoCal day, which means about 65 or 67 degrees, um, is Emily. Hello. And fresh from a trip from Colombia is Kristen. Hola. <laughs> that is the correct <laughs> That is the correct response. And for the first time in over 60 episodes we're missing Katharina. I have usurped her spot. Yeah. I'm now number two. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are second in command now. Yes. So, but in replacement, we have a special guest today. We have Angela. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Angela. So, today, the reason why we have Angela with us is because today we're going to be talking about Columbia. Um, since Kristen just came back, we thought it'd be a good time to pair her up with Angela, a dear friend of ours, and to field all of our questions about Colombia, because Angela is born and raised in Colombia. Colombiana, Colombiana. Colombiana. Ah. And we want to talk to, about why it should be at the top of your travel list. But after the break, right? Yeah, after the break. <laughs> They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. So, Angela... Tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with Colombia. Fill us in. I am thrilled to be here. I am actually born and raised in Bogota, Colombia, and uh, had many, many wonderful experiences there as a child, not only uh, in the city of Bogota, uh, which we know um, has beautiful uh, landscape, uh, the mountains surrounded by mountains. It's called La Sabana. Uh, but we also uh, traveled outside, not far, maybe a couple hours away. It was called Girardot. It was an area that's a uh, temperate climate, which is very nice and warm. And love the food, love the experiences of um, the dancing, the spiciness. It's just a great, great country. I love it, and I'm so glad I was part there. If anyone can't find Bogota on their maps, it's spelled Bogota. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, fabulous. So, how long were you there? Did you get to see most of the country? Um, yeah. Uh, b- born and raised, I loved it. It was like, yes, I got to see um, a lot, of, a lot of the country, which was very enriching because I was able to go all the way down to the Amazon mm-hmm. uh, because you wow. know it touches the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able as Leticia and uh, the city of Leticia, and then we also went all the way up north, of course, uh, to Cali. Then you went up to um, Medellin. Then you went even further, and you went to. Uh, Cartagena, Santa Marta, then you go to the outer island that's just outside oh, yeah. of uh, Colombia, which is San Andres, San Andres y Providencia. So it's just a rich country of bordering uh, two oceans, basically, and a lot of uh, wonderful Amazonian terrain that was just rich, l- luscious with um, your choice of whether it was tropical, 
forestry mm-hmm. or just temperate. It was beautiful. Wow. Do you know, can you liken the size of Colombia to like a state or? Um, it, the, I think that the way that it's often described, it is, um, it's several larger than definitely that I'm trying to do California, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to do California up the, the coast. Uh, so it's several parts from, I think, California all the way to maybe Seattle area. So okay. it's, it's that whole area. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty big. And it touches both the Pacific and the Caribbean. Correct. Right. Yeah. Correct. So you have that opportunity to touch both. It, it's a very unique. And, of course, Panama, it has a history with Panama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has, uh, yeah, you can certainly experience both, both areas. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm, I'm looking on the map, and they have like a comp- these weird comparison maps. Please. Is like how, and Colombia is probably either roughly the twice the size of California, or California and Texas combined. Okay, see, which are our two largest. Oh, yeah. I was going to say how large it was. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Well, so Thank or you. maybe even I mean I think Alaska is supposed to be huge. I, I don't have Alaska's something. Alaska's the that, biggest state. Yeah, but at least between California and Texas, it's oh, kind of yeah. roughly that yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah. both that of them together. Nice. It's and that's. That's a huge landmass, so yeah. it's a very large country. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. traveling between cities, I guess, or just within the country, what's mm. that like? Is it flights, or is it driving, or how did you do that? It, and when the I was train. growing up there, it was primarily, no, actually, it was a well, good question. Um, primarily f- flights. Okay. Uh, driving, it's definitely doable, but at the time when I was growing up, it uh, the, the roads weren't as... Uh, nice as they are probably today that Kristen probably can allude to us. So the car riding though was a good experience because it was very um, out in the fields. You felt like you were mm-hmm. actually with the community, with the people when you would drive by and see stands with fruits and stands with uh, people that had just made some form of fruit and all that as you were driving to the areas that you wanted to drive. But it was not commonplace to drive, for example, to from Bogotá to Medellín or Bogotá to Cali. It was commonplace to fly those. But wow. you would drive the area around mm-hmm. there right. to go mm-hmm. to some other area <clears throat> that you'd want to hear, like from here to San Diego or something like that that was very common. Like I said, Girardó. We also went to Sipaquirá. Sipaquirá is a very large salt mine, mm-hmm. uh, underground salt mine that was absolutely fabulous. Oh. Uh, so you would drive to those areas and it was very touristy, but those you could drive mm-hmm. to. And there's a salt cathedral? That's it, Sipaquirá. Okay, okay. That's it. it. So yeah, w- what is what is, what is this? the salt? Yeah, what is I this? didn't go. <laughs> I saw it on like one of the things I, to see in Bogota, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to. But it's essentially like an underground church cathedral in a salt mine. In a no salt kidding. Mine. Yes. Have yeah. you seen it? Yes. And is in it still working? It is. Uh, it, it was when I was there. Uh, and, yeah. and it is salt. You walk by and you oh. can taste it and it's salt. <laughs> huh. it's, uh, there's wow. dark salt and light salt. It is all salt. It's a salt mine. So you go down, you go down into the earth, mm-hmm. and there's a cathedral that's built there. Yes, and do I mean I'm assuming it must sound they have music services and such. Or? It, uh, yes, and the echoes are beautiful in there. It's right. very um, solemn but beautiful because you're in nature. It's like the most incredible experience. Yeah. So is what, what would it be called uh, something? Uh, gosh, I can't. What What's the name of this other than salt? Is the, the as minas de Sipaquira, and okay. in, there, in there is the mines of Sipaquira, and in there you they know that there's a la catedral, it's a catedral, it's in Sipaquira. Okay. So cool. this is. I hope this doesn't come off as ignorant, but I'm always so curious for people who grew up like in these like kind of lush jungle environments. Did you have like first aid training for like 
creatures or like jungle snakes or something. <laughs> like I, a survival. Yes, you, are, yes. Are, are, I'm assuming you were a city person. But, okay. <laughs> but, but you're so close we to the hills mm-hmm. and yeah, you're like right mm-hmm. in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. I'm so curious. It's so cute. Uh, we actually did, uh, there were some field trips that were associated with our schools that would go down to uh, La Amazonas, Las Amazonas near the Amazon area. Yeah. But to your point, it was, there was some awareness building of mm-hmm. all of us that were in cities of how it is to be made aware of uh, that and made aware of what may be uh, animals or items that you could yeah. come across. <laughs> also to uh, the terrain and protect yourself from um, things that were actually in the terrain so that you wouldn't get, you know, it's not that we all had a mach- machete there. <laughs> but it was, but it was, but it was kind of like that. So you want to make sure you were protected. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. What cities did you go to, Kristen, while uh, you were down there? I went to Bogota, Cali, and Medellin. And she did go to Medellin. Okay, so what, I would love to hear from Kristen your um, thoughts between Cali and Medellin. Oh, man, that was always like, that was a lot of people's questions. So <laughs> as a disclaimer, I mean, I barely got like maybe two days in each city. So, I mean, take that with what you will, okay, I guess. Okay, we'll but call it a two-day. <laughs> my two-day experience. Well, Cali felt a little bit more, um, I felt more enveloped in nature a little bit mm-hmm, there mm-hmm, it felt mm-hmm. a little more like lush um, and it wasn't as big or city like you you didn't have a lot of like the skyscrapers and like the the whole metropolitan feel that Medellin has but yep. um yeah it felt like more quaint and beautiful and like more I don't want to say authentic because obviously Medellin is too but it felt more like less of a inner city well done but going in when you drive from the airport in Medellin and like Going in and seeing it in the valley of all those hills is just, like, breathtaking. It is. It's amazing. It just feels like this totally, like, secluded, hidden little city in between all these hills. And you have to go through this tunnel for literally, like, 20 minutes. You're under, like, going through the mountains to, like, come out into the valley. So, Well described. Oh, thank you. Yes, well described. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Two different feelings. Yeah, beautiful. Totally. And so I actually, on this trip, I had done Mexico City and then did Colombia. And so people were asking me, what did I like more? And it was like, well, for the city, you would basically compare Bogota and Mexico City. Mexico City felt a little bit more fun and lively stuff going on. But overall, Colombia was like the better place to be. Like, it just felt so tropical and beautiful and the like nightlife. I mean, I didn't like go out, but like all the salsa and everything there. like. Yes, I loved it. And I would see these huge, beautiful butterflies just like on the bush as you're walking by. And it would just felt so different from anywhere I'd really been. So I loved it. Yeah, (laughs) it gives me chills. I love that. Yeah, I I loved it. And um, it was my first time going. Columbia's going to need a testimonial from you. I know. Exactly. I'm going to get contacted by the president. Yeah. It was my first time going and, I mean, researching it, obviously, even now the the travel books, you know, they're saying like, yes, Colombia had like kind of a violent or like Mm -hmm. a a past that made people wary, but it is so far past that now. Um, Not that you don't exercise caution wherever you go, but it is such an up and coming place and they have done so much to clean it up and make it safe for people and they're really welcoming Mm -hmm. of tourists. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was a great place. And I know more and more people who are going and experiencing it too. And they're loving it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I will say my one regret was that 
I was asking like the locals what their favorite place in Colombia was, and pretty unanimous, unanimously, people were saying Cartagena, and I was like, Same. "Yeah, the one place I don't get to go at yeah. all." So, yeah, and that's the like Caribbean beach town, mm. like yes, exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. a fort there in Cartagena. It's beautiful. Total destination. It's yeah. A destination place. Yeah. So I, I gotta address that thing about the Sorry, yeah. you know there. So there was a there's a. Th- perception from the past about the danger and i i actually heard a podcast uh, the podcast is called 99 percent invisible and there talks are about podcasts design. that aren't us <laughs> well you know after you listen um and i thought it was really interesting they were talking about the part of the things that they did to reduce some of the crime urban crime was that it was through transportation and design of the cities so they found lots of areas that were traditionally considered dangerous areas and what they would do is they would actually build um uh they they would have transportation to those areas so people would circulate around so i understand Mm. that they're putting in tramways and such like that into the cities Mm -hmm. and so where there's lots of people milling about if you are doing something illicit, you don't like to be there. So they made sure that all these areas that were kind of like dead areas that are parks in or even blocks of areas, they made them transportation. They made transportation in there. And then people wanted to come, of course, from the rural areas into the cities. Mm-hmm. More and more people were coming into the cities. And it just kind of pushed the crime out into mm-hmm. other areas or into smaller and smaller areas. So apparently... Part of the transportation design and encouraging people, you know, part of it is everyone's hiding at home at night. Now people are coming out. And because when people are out, no one Mm -hmm. who's doing something wrong wants to be out. So it's become very, very safe because they have developed this kind of um, nightlife, developed these kind of um, go out at night and develop um, lots of movement around the city. And, mm-hmm. and and it creates safety when there's lots of people around. So mm-hmm. I thought it was fascinating mm-hmm. how how wh- how much they thought about the design, how that can promote safety, and and it, it didn't just promote safety; it created safety. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <clears throat> makes sense. So, anyways, so uh, between the two of you, um, this is an open question. Um, I have never been. I have been to South America. I have my wife is. Um, from Chile, and I've gone there. Um, why come visit Colombia? What, tell us why I should be going there, um, or our listeners, for that matter. Did I not convince you with my last testimony? Kristen convinced me that I was <laughs> definitely go, born in the home right home country. Yeah. <laughs> and go back home again yeah. for a little bit. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Or I, I think and I, you, know, you can't uh, leave Colombia out without having... Uh, and Kristen alluded to it a little bit of salsa and all that. Mm. So I wanted to share. It is such a festive, mm. naturally festive culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dance, the salsa, and just to give you a little, little story, uh, in high school, there were also salsa classes for us. And we're like, really? You have to be taught salsa even if you're born in <laughs> Colombia? But yeah, because <laughs> you are co- consistently in to Dance the guys expect you to know the salsa, right? Oh so everybody wow. was having That's salsa amazing. classes. So you also had salsa training for, from early on, oh which gosh. was really good. Because the, the, you can imagine the cultural norms are to have dinner late, uh, you know, and you mm-hmm. go out later, later. Mm-hmm. And so when you out late, you always, always dance. So there's always dance accompanying most of these uh, activities. So you all had always had to be prepared to be able to <laughs> dance uh, on the salsa in the dance oh floor. So it was really good too. So I, I have the the training early on. I love it. 
Could well, when s- I was in oh. elementary school, I had to learn how to square dance. <laughs> I did that too. Me <laughs> <Actually>. too. <laughs> I've never had a girl ask me to, to square, square dance. Do so. <laughs> Maybe line dance, but never square dance. Uh, so, Angela, could you could you tell us a little bit about um, the cultural influences? Of course, it's South America, but there's also some European influences as well. Could you talk to us? And yes, there is, but there is some European. There's some Spanish, but you know the one that I want to allude to more is the native influences. Okay. The native influences to me are more impactful for me than the European, <clears throat> although there was a, tr- a That's strong That's where the European. salsa came from, right? But part of it <laughs> was <laughs> the, the salsa. The, the, <laughs> the part of it, of I think, influenced the food. Oh, um, mm-hmm. of course. The, the way um, you approach um, family mm-hmm. and the gathering of family and the typical folklore, if I can call, the uh, the, the way people made their bags for their day-to-day transportation of groceries, their hats. The ruana is the big uh, export from Colombia, which is a long, I don't want to use the word poncho, but if people can <laughs> picture that, it's a very long shawl, very big, mm-hmm. heavy wool. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So these are the things that just emanate from the n- native folklore and culture is what it is. Mm-hmm. Then you also have a lot of fruits that are there that are very mango is big there. I don't know if you had they, some yeah, they yeah. served it and with salt on see, it and everything. That's yeah. a very very tropical food f- focused environment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those were the things I was think was a lot of influences are from the native culture. Can okay. you talk to us more about the food? Like, what are your favorite dishes? <laughs> what, should, what should someone try? Yes, what should uh, you try? I definitely uh, recommend, and we call them obleas, and it is, it's a, it's a like a wafer thin, uh, it's a wafer, and then in between is this, like a dulce de leche, like a, mm-hmm. and it's called arequipe, yeah. but it's like a dulce de leche kind of thing, and dulce it's very sweet. Dulce de leche is essentially like a, 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 a caramel-like Caramel-like sauce, sweet, just, yeah. and then you have another uh, wafer that you you seal it, so it's like a little bit sealed wafer sweet that's delicious. And often uh, you also have the dulce de leche, you says a caramel kind of cream, with um, cheese. So it's often, and it's a white cheese. So you have the this cheese, white cheese flavor with the sweet. It's also that. Right. And then my last, because I could go on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> I do like, and we have our own version of empanadas. We have empanadas also, mm-hmm. Colombian empanadas, and they're very, very good because our, our spice is called ají. Uh, it's oh, an ají, yeah. and it's a fabulous spice, <coughs> and it's it's a spicy thing, but it's a very herb-based uh, ají. It's not all jalapeño-based, because that's mm-hmm. more Mexican side, but it's very, it, it goes delicious with the empanadas, and the empanadas are primarily uh, meat or chicken empanadas. Right. They're, they're bread-filled pastries Correct. with um, Thank you for different types of ground, <laughs> just in case people don't know. Yeah. So there are these little pockets that are roughly shaped like a half moon that are, are yours baked, or are they? Yes, they are. Fr- okay, some of them are fried. Some and, of them are fried, but, but the these are typically baked. baked. They have meats. Yes. What else do they have? They, there's they're also vegetables, but primarily chicken or minced meat. There's a lot of okay. minced meat, minced chicken in okay. there. Yeah, minced is, pork. Is the ahi related to the ajiaco? And kind of ish. There's you can put ahi <laughs> in ajiaco. Okay. Ahi, oh. Okay. You tell me about ajiaco. I love ajiaco. Go ahead. So. The first city I was in, I had one of our um, former students. She helped me at the fair. And so I was asking her, and she said, you have to get the ajiaco. So the next place I was in, I found it. I had it. It was to die for. I, I'm Ugh. really big on, like, soups. Yes. I love them. And yes. so it is like a soup. Oh, my God. Um, 
food and it uh, you like put the cream in it yes. and it tasted no, very like I lime and cilantro. <laughs> That's it. Oh my god. Yes. It that was delicious. delicious. It was amazing. But when you said the ají, I was like, oh, is that connected? Because to that? there's a lot of uh, herbs, a lot of okay. uh, cilantro, and there's a little bit of avocado in the ajiaco. Yes, so yes. there's a little chicken in there. But oh. it's very nutritional, very medicinal, but it's very a delicious staple of the... I'm glad you mentioned it. The, it said oh. on the menu, too, like, this is how your grandma would make oh, it. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it is like a home food, <laughs> you is. know? It is. It's delicious. That, and then I had a bunch of arepas. Arepas, yeah. yeah. Arepas, arepas. So I had two different ones that were amazing. One just had basically like a slab of cheese on top of it, which was good and then the other one had the condensed milk on it <sighs> which tastes like icing delicious oh my gosh <laughs> it, it tasted like almost like a holiday treat it was so delicious but yeah you get those like on the the street like the like the vendors yes. and stuff like that yeah they some all the time yes so there's a couple other foods i looked up and mm-hmm. i don't know what they are and i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation <laughs> but um yeah so i looked them up so maybe you can tell me what these are is like there's something called or 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 make or Hormigas colonas? I, I, uh, you know, hormigas is ants, but I don't, I don't think I've ever had them. Oh, Oh, okay. That's, Uh, that's a, that may be something very tropical. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So that's the equivalent of maybe like crawfish in the United States. Okay. So, (laughs) okay. Obleas con... Uh, con arequipes, what uh-huh. I described, yeah, okay, a right. little bit earlier. And then do we do... Um, buñuelos? Yes. We do some buñuelos. Uh, it's, it's, it, is, it is common uh, to have buñuelos, but it is, they're very good. They're what, like, what it's you? a bread. It's like a... Um, and it's not a sweet bread, but it's a like a roll. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we now know that ants, despite anything that you might find on like a travel blog, that's not real. Don't don't get that. That's not something that's common. Um, okay. Okay, now, this is something I, I got to address because I'm a big lover. We actually did one full podcast on this. We did a full podcast on coffee around the world. Oh. Okay. Mm. So you cannot say the word Columbia yeah. without the word without coffee, coffee in the sentence mm-hmm. many, many times. Could you tell us about, is there a culture of coffee there beyond, you know, just the production? Um, anything. Tell me about coffee in I, I, I'd love to, and then I want to hear what Chris and I, because this is, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I just loved her version. Okay, so <laughs> clearly, yes, coffee is definitely, but thank you, it's a yeah. totally culture. Um, there's the café con leche, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, is the leche is warmed. You know, it's a warmed, a heat-up uh, milk. You don't put, right. you know, cold milk, right? Uh, and it's a small bit of coffee with a lot of milk. Then there's tinto, which is just, and it's considered like an espresso, like in Italy, but it's really a very small, usually white cup of very dark, rich coffee. And you don't, maybe you add sugar, but a lot of times it was just one of those two-sipper things, and you just have that. So tintos were often used in business meetings, and uh, just as you stop around the way, you want a tinto, just like a little jolt of that. Um, So that was definitely part of what happened. But uh, the café con leche was the most popular thing that I had. Okay. Can you address um, farming or anything like that or the, how the relationship of the um, industry to the country? It's uh, it's definitely uh, the pride of uh, Colombia, clearly. Uh, it is in the area of Pasto, Nariño. This most of the area that has the, the – there's a whole uh, highway of cafe and it's called El Eje Cafetero, which is just really a whole area which is all this – 
growth of the coffee beans and all that mm-hmm. and how they're picked and how they're grown is also a class that people can actually go and learn about that because wow. uh, there are plantations that specifically cater to some of this and some of them the plantations are turning to be very organic mm-hmm. uh, definitely nurtured that way so that people can now go to an organic coffee farm but it is the pride of, the, of Columbia really it oh. is okay now I am going to throw in a little bit, bit of a plug Angela works at the University of California <laughs> in the division and continuing education and you are developing now I, I she did not ask for this I am putting it in <laughs> she is currently developing a program on Colombian coffee in the United States here in California and give put a little plug in here and then we'll leave then we'll move on very quickly thank you it's, it's the program's called business of coffee and it is in collaboration with the university in, in Bogota in Universidad Javeriana and uh, the students go fly there for two two week experience they get to know uh, some of the professors that talk about coffee and the history of coffee and the uh, culture of coffee and the agriculture of coffee and then they go experience it in the plantation and they go and pick and that. go to actually experience some of that and taste and then they come back so how long is that it's a two week. It's a two week. Yes. Okay. So that's the plug ce.uci.edu. I believe it's forward slash coffee or yes, something. Yes, it is. Like. Forward slash coffee. coffee. Once again, ce.uci forward slash coffee. I don't know if you noticed, Angela was not going to talk about this, but I I, I couldn't let this pass. <laughs> okay. So, Anyways. <laughs> sorry, a long coffee. The Juan Valdez Cafe, that's a Colombian yes, it is. cafe. And yes. I see that in the United yes. States, so you might recognize it. And it was all over there. They do still have Starbucks. I can attest to that. Mm. But more Juan Valdez Juan everywhere. Valdez. But there was a girl I met, and she was saying she preferred, like, I think it's Cafe Quindio? Cafe. Is it a chain? It, it's a. It's just like a brand of coffee. Oh, I think. it could be. Yeah. Maybe. Anyways, she said that was way better than Juan Valdez. So I, I bought a bag of the beans, brought it home, but I have not tried it yet. So you have to let still us out. What's yeah. it called? I wasn't sure if you. Yeah, we know. I haven't heard it. No. Quindio in the American. I think I need to look. Oh yeah, Quindio. Yeah. yeah. How do you spell it? C U I N. Oh Q. Oh, sorry. Well. Well, yeah. Q U I N D I O, yeah. Q U I N D I O looks yeah. like. Are you finding stuff on it? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Cafe Quindio. Okay. Um, in in Colombia. All right. And then you can also purchase maybe some of the coffee on Amazon. Right, nice. Okay, I'm gonna go get it. Anyways, well, I'll try it. To bring okay. back. I'll try. Hey, I'll your, try yeah. it. All right, I'll bring it in. <coughs> yeah, we can cool. all try it. Okay. okay. Um, so when was the last time you were in Colombia, Angela? I'm going to say it's going to be over 20 years ago. <gasps> really? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, no. I need to go back. You are okay. That's how long. Uh, very much you're, so. You're living yeah. vicariously through Christmas. I'm living oh vicariously through Christmas. Oh it's been a trip. very, very long time, as you can wow. tell. I'm way overdue. My wow. home country. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I can't believe how I, I, it's been that long. Yeah. It's been that long. I, I it's feel, probably a different place for you now. Oh, it is, because now I hear through you and other <laughs> colleagues here who have gone recently, yeah. uh, where I grew up in my home is now a whole uh, mall. Oh, uh, my God. So, so I need to go back. And actually, it's perfect timing to go back, because I can see all the changes that have happened mm-hmm. and right. uh, yeah. things that have grown. Uh, some of the things that are still there, this is a very good question. I do ask about, they're still there, but you know, you can't change some yeah. of these things. But yeah, it's been a while. Wow. So... um 
I always so we one of the things that we always like to do, or oh no, I shouldn't speak for everyone, but one of my favorite things to do when I get to go to another country is I love visiting museums to learn mm. about the culture. Can you suggest a few museums of where people might want to visit, whether it be art, music, or just history, that they can learn more about um, Colombia? I love and highly recommend. I don't know, Kristen, if you got a chance to do this. Was the Museum of Gold uh, oh! Museo de Oro? Museo de Oro. Museo that de Oro. was like the one thing I wanted to do, and I did not get to do it. Yeah. I was very upset. It came very highly recommended. The Museo de Oro. And to answer your question, it's got a lot of the cultural nuances to learn about Colombia throughout the Museo de Oro because it has figurines mm. from the native, right. uh, you know, the Chipcha and the Incas and all that, and then all the all the way through to just beautiful artwork that is in gold. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful. Museo de Oro is beautiful. And um, the legend of El Dorado is El Dorado from is in there. Colombia. Yes, El Dorado. That's El Dorado. how it started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. El Dorado. Yeah. So I saw the Museum of Gold. I really wanted to go. I didn't get to make it. Um, and then actually kind of right around the corner from there was the Botero. Botero. El Botero, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fernando yeah. Botero. Yes. Yes. So he, I'm sad to say for millennials, he got very popular because his painting became a meme. He's the why though <laughs> baby. So if you want to look, that, to look up. that up. So his his um his style was he would create like he would paint um medieval historical political figures but he would make them all traditionally look very fat. Mm. And even like the horses <laughs> would be fat. So it's a Got whole it. style of painting and so he was actually from Medellin but they have yes. the um a museum for him in Bogota. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and they have a whole plaza of his in Medellin, which I also did not get to go to. So, oh, no. um, lots still to do. Yes, you definitely need to make another trip out. Yeah, but he's um very famous Colombian painter. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, kind of hopping on the Zen's train of cultural inf- or cultural information. What about nature-wise? Like the natural, there's a lot of nature around. You mentioned the Amazon, mm-hmm. the mountains. Mm-hmm. What do you recommend for someone going there or even what do you like to go to and visit uh, a lot of what I did were um, if I can call them hikes but they were across the terrains and I, and I highly recommend Girardo is a it's and it's G-I-R-A-R-D-O-T I think it's spelled if I do it real quickly and it's right nearby not that far from Bogota and you can have uh, lots of nature walks and mm-hmm. um, get into uh, areas that you probably wouldn't have never known existed because there's not that much cut through there. So that's one thing. Outside of Bogota, there's also areas to go through to the mountain areas, which I think you saw, that are very close to hikes mm-hmm. that you can go up the mountain areas. So, yeah, it's it's it, there's a variety nearby. The only other ones that I can think of is when I went to the uh, Amazonas, and that's okay. just, you have to take, that, that's a trip. That's oh, a trip okay, down. Okay. That's a trip. It's not right next door. It's like a trip. Got it. Okay, and then I did look up, um, there was... What was it called? The River of Five Colors. The River of Five Colors. So Can- Caño Cristales. Caño Cristales. I don't know where that is I in Colombia, but I don't that either. that like Sorry. don't know it. Oh no. man, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. Sounds so beautiful. okay. So I looked up photos, and it's basically it's what it sounds like. It's a river of five colors, oh. um, and it has it's from the rocks are different colors. Oh. The plants inside are different colors, and wow. then I guess it just kind of dyes the whole river oh. um, with like waterfalls, and it's just really beautiful. But I'm not sure. The what geography of it in Colombia. <coughs> yeah, it's really beautiful. Just wondering if you had anything to say about no, that. No, but definitely I okay. don't. But I think one of the biggest draws to Colombia. I mean, it's cool to see these cities, but I think what makes it so unique is outside of the cities. And so, people I talked to who got to visit for fun 
the things they did were mostly outside of the city. Yes, you go to the city, you get to see it, you see the museums, but you go to the mm-hmm. nature. You go see these, like, the rivers and um, these little, like, right outside of Medellin is the Guayaquil? Guayaquil, yeah. Yes, which I didn't get to go to, but looks <laughs> amazing. And so I think its strong suit is how lush and, like, undisturbed mm-hmm. and beautiful, like, outside the cities are going mm-hmm. into the nature. Yeah. That's um, what I just said. Areas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. We don't want to forget um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. <gasps> oh, one of my favorite. years of solitude. Uh, one of my favorite books ever. Yes. Pulitzer, Tell us. Pulitzer Prize Tell us. winner. Gabriel Garcia Marquez, <laughs> Colombian writer. Uh, he also wrote Love in the Time of Cholera. Yes, he did. And wow. 100 Years of Solitude. And he is known for his magical realism. And 100 Years of Solitude is just a fascinating, beautiful book. And it's done like, it's like a story he's telling you, but it's done in like ways that it is real, but then it's also like almost like a fairy tale. <laughs> um, and 100 Years of Solitude, um, it kind of depicts this fictional, it's supposed to be in Colombia, yes, it but is. it's a fictional town. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like the 100 Years history centering around a specific family. And then they're different generations and stuff and amazing writer yes i forgot he was colombian i'm so ashamed he he got the pulitzer prize he was awarded yeah wow fantastic i don't want to lose him out and then the only thing i I don't want to forget also is emeralds 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 Ah, emeralds emeralds I only learned that when I was there. Unbelievable. I just that this morning. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> they are also the prize, another proud moment of Colombia, I would say, um, emeralds that uh, not only the stone that is so beautiful, the mining, there's also a history of it with being a little violent. Mm. You know, people yeah. wanting sure. to get their hands on it and mm-hmm. all that. But uh, the emerald mines there are just stunning. And um, they jewelry that came out of several of uh, the key jewelry stores when I was growing up with either rough or cut emeralds. They're stunning. Mm-hmm. stunning. Yeah, I saw they were selling like the raw, mm-hmm. like unpolished emeralds. Unpolished emeralds. And they're they very would. popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's another famous Colombian that we haven't mentioned yet. Shakira? Uh, Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shakira. Is that national pride? Or yes, national so it shape? is. Okay. Oh, okay. absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes. I to make sure. Hips don't lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and no, she's from Barranquilla? Barranquilla yeah. and Lebanese influence. That's right. another thing about, you know, you're sharing about other cultures there. There's a lot of Lebanese. Mm. Yeah, it's just very oh. nice. It just, yeah. We um, are very much we're proud. Yeah. You know, kind of going back to um, food and drinks, and then if people are out at night and they're dancing, usually that involves a little bit of alcohol. Um, I think <laughs> Peru is kind of known for their pisco. Yes. Is um, Colombia uh, known for any particular type of drink? Yes, aguardiente. Aguardiente. Agua ardiente, which is hot fire water. It's, it's if you translate back. But huh, you didn't fire try it. Water. Yeah, it's aguardiente. And if you want to. And you know, I always don't like always comparisons, but it helps people. It's not a tequila, but it's a similar ish. You could also you do shots of aguardiente primarily. Oh, it okay. makes a great engine cleaner too if you're not used to. <laughs> I'm <it>. sure. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, every time I drink it, it's just like oh, oh. you know, it it it's, it it has a good burn to it, doesn't it? It, <laughs> yeah. it does. And it, it it's a cl- it's clear. It's clear. I mean, very clear. Look, yeah, it's very very clear. Mm-hmm. It looks like you're taking a shot of water. Oh jeez! And, no. and um. It has a unique 
flavor and it's it's very different than anything else i mm-hmm. mean you might look at it, it's like oh that's a shot of vodka it's not mm-hmm. so yeah it's but it it, it puts hair on your chest <laughs> <laughs> well said um there's something on here that i know nothing about if you can speak to it, angela it says christmas day of the little candles Yes, uh, Christmas time. They're uh, called. We call them luminarias, and it's just putting in little candles, usually in a bag that could catch on fire. But <laughs> but primarily like is a paper the, bag. Yes, the paper bags. Uh-huh. But primarily, it's the candles because it was, um, you know, traditionally back um, in the rural areas, uh, no electricity is candles that lit everything right. So mm-hmm. you light areas and walkways and entrance to churches and other areas with the candles so that you would have it. So in Christmas time, primarily, it would be lighting up areas that you could do with the lighting of the candles. And mm. it's just a entrance entranceways, as festivities. Mm-hmm. That's what it was all about. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Really nice. Really nice. So one of the things I f- find fascinating is the different types of transportation when you go around the world. Mm-hmm. And when I was, you know, doing some research on Colombia, one of the things that really stood out to me was there's something called a Shiva bus. Um, is that pronounced right? Shiva? Shiva. Shiva. Did you get a chance to see any of those? I don't know what that is. It's like a, it's a decorative bus that's done on all sorts of colors. Is that common? Yes, or? it is. And it's okay. in more in the rural, rural areas. areas. Yes, oh, yeah. rural areas. It's a very, it's colorful. Yes, you're right. It's got yeah. the yellow, mm. orange, green, all those different colors. Uh-huh. And um, part of it has to do with, they're different colors, different buses, for people to know where the bus would go because uh-huh. the literacy. Whoa. So you would know if the green and red bus went here, but the yellow and orange bus went there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so wow. the colors, if they couldn't read, you know, you could. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, but the colorfulness to add on of the buses was so cool because you could have chickens on there and <laughs> all kinds of fruit on there at the same time and you could go on there. I but it was the it. mainly rural uh, form of transportation. Right. So, yeah. But there are all sorts of colors. There are bright yellows yeah, and see? reds. Yeah. And striped, striped, you know, different striped Do they now colors. tell you where they're going? I, I don't know if that's the case, but... Wow, uh, oh, that's so vibrant. Be, they're, oh, yeah. They're, yeah. Wow. They tell stories. Yeah, they tell oh, stories, wow. and they're just they're just beautiful. And I, I, it's moving art. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Exactly so what it is. J- just look it up, and um, it's C-H-I-V-A, and they're, uh, now we know, now we know. about <laughs> where those are coming from. So, you know, actually, I don't know if people know this, but along the transportation lines... Um, Bogota has award-winning bus service. Um, it's like their first of its kind in the world. And it's funny because my best friend, she works for um, the city of Raleigh in their public transportation. So she knows all this stuff. And so when I told her I was going to Columbia, she's like, the Bogota buses. Really? So they can't build a subway or they scrapped it for like financial purposes. So what they did instead was built essentially a subway-like bus in that it has like a dedicated lane. Um, you don't pay on the bus. Like you have to prepay a card so it moves quick mm-hmm. um, and I forget what the actual name of it is something like Millennial oh, it could be I mean, maybe not familiar <laughs> but but it's like setting a standard for other cities to mimic That's um, awesome. because you get a very quick subway kind of transportation but on the surface right. and with and buses. which is a lot less expensive to, cr- yes. to create in the first place right, right. exactly True. but the traffic is still bad um, <laughs> I didn't take the bus but I did see those buses um, but it's still bad traffic how did so. you get around when you were there 
Um, I took taxis. Taxis. Okay. So, fun story. I did try to ride the bus. Uh-huh. I'm all about taking the public transportation when I'm in a place. But from what I could gather, you could only buy the card for the bus in one location. And it was like... Oh. Very far. It in was basically where I was trying to get to in the first place. <laughs> huh. So I was like, I'll just take a cab. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yes, I think everywhere I just took cabs or walked. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we jet off, some of the other things I think are I like, what's a typical, what would make a good or series of things, what would make a good souvenir to bring back that tells us about the culture of Colombia. I've heard they have, I mean, I think you mentioned already um, a poncho or yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I believe there's also, I've seen them and I don't know what the what they are, but they're very beautiful hats with multiple colors. What What, what is that? Um, give me a moment. You know, yeah, I, I did not, um, I'm not familiar with that actually, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Please, uh, yeah. I, or, or the, you, what, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you suggest to bring back if you're coming? I mean, obviously, we had to bring back coffee. No, and of course, yeah. probably uh, and emeralds, and emeralds, emeralds. And, and emeralds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there anything else that would be really wonderful to bring back that you think there are? And I, it's back to the Museo de Oro. It's the museum. The and it, there are a lot of beautiful souvenirs from that museum that oh, are just beautiful to bring can. back. <laughs> Uh, just representative of the indigenous side, then it's also representative of the landscape. It's representative of the country. It's 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 beautiful. We also have um, a lot of leather goods there. Oh. There are leather goods there that c- you can bring back uh, in, in form of all kinds of things, little money purses to mm-hmm. keychain things, things like that. But the mm-hmm. I think the coffee and the emeralds are the big ones. Mm-hmm. What I was referring to is uh, the volteado. Hat. Volteado. Oh, so it's a volteado hat, which is, I mean, I guess from what I can tell, it's. It like, is in an area of Colombia, and they're beautiful, actually. Now that you point it out, so. yes, it's like a sun hat. It is with a very tall center, tall center, center. yeah, like head a top part. hat and yes. a sun hat. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. You, you actually make a, a good point. That is beautiful. I forgot about that. So nuts and bolts. What's the best time? Is oh, you went in winter? It was November. November. So what I was the weather like? I don't think they have like? much of a. Um, so I packed horribly because <laughs> when I checked on my weather app, it was showing rain. But of course, it's because they are a friggin' rainforest, so they just always have like rains. But it's hot <laughs> and humid still. Uh, it was still it was still warm. There were some rainy days, but it was like not cold. You know, rain, but so. Once again, in California, in November, we're kind of fall, uh, fall, winter. But in South America, at that same time, it is summer. Is it summer it, now it, or getting close to summer? They're still northern hemisphere. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's still so close to the equator that it's a pretty even, like, um, yeah, super close to the equator. So yeah. the weather is pretty consistent yes, all year long. Very consistent. Okay. How's the humidity? None. None. Wasn't bad. Really? really? It's awesome. very low, like yeah. super low. You no, it's a good question. It. In no. a rainforest. <laughs> well, I guess if you go I into the city. There. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but it's not okay. still not humidity so bad. is not that high. Nope. Okay. No. Yeah. Um if you know, we don't have indefinite amounts of time to visit anywhere. So if a first time visitor, which cities should people focus on going to Colombia? Any suggestions out there? All right, Kristen. Uh um, I would, I mean, 
I'm assuming you're going to like flying to Bogota and mm-hmm. it's the capital. So you've got a mm-hmm. lot of great culture and, you know, a good jumping off point there. And then I would say you could probably take your pick between Cali or Medellin, depending on what you're looking for. And then in my selfish opinion, I'd be like, go to Cartagena too, because yes. <laughs> I didn't get to go. And that, I think <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't capture the Amazon region. Um, so then what was the city you said it was? Leticia? Leticia. Okay. I mean, if you had lots of time to hit all that, it sounds like it might be a mm-hmm. good sampling of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, if you were to that. go from like top to bottom or left, East to west. It's um, kind of, I mean, like, yeah, what yeah. is kind of is like it on a tilt? You know, okay, it's not okay. exactly like, linear, or anyways. Yeah. How long would it take to oh. cover all like the oh, travel times? Yeah, because um, it's definitely from Bogota to Cartagena. You know, it's several several hour plane ride. And it, it's then, a big and country. Then, and then, yeah, then from Bogota right. down to the Ticias and okay. several plane. Yeah. yeah. I used to have to go to uh, – okay, remember we said it was like the size of California and Texas, Texas combined yes. landmass. I need to look it up. And flying yeah. to – I used to have to go to Houston quite often. And Houston's and the other side of it's Texas. It's on the other side of Texas. And us. I would be flying back to California and I would be going, okay, I've been three hours in the plane flight. Where are we? And then you ter- pick up the map. It's like, oh, my God, we're still in Texas. Ah, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. So yeah. if you're in Columbia, yeah. you know, with the si- landmass of – Texas and California, you know, it, it's a it's a sizable country. So okay, yes, I have the visual now. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was thinking. <laughs> Got it. Okay, good question. You know, one thing, and just really quick, that I thought was super cute. So a lot of, if not all, the police have canine units with them, and in the U.S., you're used to seeing German shepherds everywhere, and they had basically golden retrievers. Oh my God, I think. No oh, that'd be awesome. And they're just so sweet, oh. big puppy dog guys. And they, I mean, not that everyone's going around petting them, but at least like the police by our hotel were happy to let us like approach them and like pet them. And they were so sweet. And I'm like, I'm used to seeing like yeah. the German Shepherd said it almost seemed, I mean, not like a joke, but you're like, you're going to get stuff with that guy? Like, I'm used to like <laughs> really like they, violent. They got like a beagle. You know? <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what you were going to say. Yeah. A beagle or yeah. something like really. Oh, that's a They're just like <laughs> fluffy and sweet. Yeah. Okay, so Angel, cute. then since you have to live there what was your favorite season is or kind of like california they're all one (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're all one but you know i was going to comment when you asked about the time and everything i think bogota which is beautiful is um got all the temperates that you'd want to have not far away from it so that you could experience it all the season the the entire season of colombia would be there i would imagine Mm -hmm. yeah okay Mm -hmm. beautiful um Mm. anything that we should if one were to visit, is there anything one would want to especially prepare for a trip like that um, that you can think of? Or I um, credit card is not widely accepted, so oh, you need a lot key. of cash. And also, oh my god, the conversion rate will make your head spin. You need to like take off the last three numbers and then divide it by three or something like this. It's- <laughs> I believe that I haven't been, so I've shared yeah. so. And I I had also, I'd already gone to Mexico, which currency is inflated. And then I got used to that conversion. And then I had to go to Colombia. And it just, I literally, like, at my hotel, they were, like, suggested tip. It's, like, 10%. And the girl was watching me sign. And on the tip, I just kept adding zeros because I didn't know when to stop. And she's like, that's too much. That's too much. (laughs) I I can't do this math right now. So prepare for that. You just tipped her $10,000. I probably did. (laughs) It's okay. We expensed it. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to have a high budget in fall. <laughs> so prepare for that. Okay. So if you were to go back 
I mean, I'm sure you. Plenty I, I trips. definitely know. This expired me. I'm All going. Right. I'm going. Yeah. Okay. What's like the top three places you would have to go back to? I uh, I definitely want to visit back to Bogota because I want to see the changes that mm-hmm. Kristen and all of you have uh, described. I I would like to also go to um, Cartagena. As I just mentioned to you because it it it's something that I think I need to visit again. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know I'm very fond of um, the island of San Andres. I think I'd go back there again. Where is that exactly? Is that the one up it's, by like Nicaragua? It's near, it's, if you take, um, I'm trying to think of what area, it's not, it's off of the, closer to the Panama area. Okay. Yeah. And why the island in particular? What What's it, drawing it you It struck there? me because at the time it was very natural beauty. The water is just beautiful crystal. It's very tropical. And at the time, I'm probably changed. I need to go back and look at it. It was very uninhabited by all the mm. dominant conglomerates that exist. And maybe they're there, but I'll have to look <laughs> at that. Yeah, let's see what happens. Also, Colombia's the one, and I could be wrong, but their one flag is the flag that always <coughs> throws me off because it's not an even split. That's true. The top yellow is like the two thirds, mm-hmm. and then the bottom is like split between the blue and the red. And it always like throws me for a loop for some reason, but that's how you know it's Colombia. It's Colombia because yeah. the other ones have the seal or the you know emblems, and, and they have it all um, usually evenly, evenly for the most yeah, part. Yeah, this one is different. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. cut, cut, good cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, any last minute remarks? Anything we missed? You want to share? I feel like we covered a lot. Either one. Yeah. Yeah. It was rich. I I, I felt like I traveled there already. (laughs) I loved it. I feel like I was there. I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for this great opportunity. Okay. Well, thank you, Angela. And I guess that's our podcast for today. Again, thank you, Angela, for joining us. My pleasure. loved hearing about your experience as well as Kristen's experience, kind of see the difference between living and 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 the changes of course yes and the changes changes. for sure okay so if you enjoyed our show we'd love if you can give us five stars on your favorite podcast aggregator Um, want more travel stuff find us on Instagram and Facebook where you can find more travel tips and awesome photos of our adventures around the world Last of all, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Don't forget the coffee program. Ah, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the two-week coffee program is very important, um, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or you're looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Adios. Bye. Adios. <laughs> That's a lot.